You know, we've all heard the phrase, take heart. Or sometimes when we're going through a tough time, someone will say, don't lose heart. And we always take these words as encouragement. But the truth is, if our spiritual life is about anything, it's about the heart. You know, God gave us the greatest treasure in all of creation when he gave us a heart. All the happiness that we've ever known or ever hoped to know. It's unreachable without a heart. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Mevo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. See if this, if this story sounds like you. This is a story about a Texan who was getting frustrated while driving aimlessly through a mall parking lot, unable to find a spot. Finally, he said, Lord, help me. If you'll find me a parking spot, I promise to go to church every Sunday and to pay my tithes. All of a sudden, there it was, an empty space right up front. And the Texan said, never mind, Lord, I found one. (laughs) You think we might do that sometimes? Y'all just think about that. I want to talk about the heart for just a minute. You know, we've all heard the phrase, take heart. Or sometimes when we're going through a tough time, someone will say, don't lose heart. And we always take these words as encouragement. But the truth is, if our spiritual life is about anything, it's about the heart. You know, God gave us the greatest treasure in all of creation when he gave us a heart. And I'm not talking about just a muscle organ in your chest. All the happiness that we've ever known or ever hoped to know, it's unreachable without a heart. And, you know, the the subject of the heart is addressed in the Bible more than any other topic, more than faith, more than obedience. And I've told you many times how, how, how frequently money is mentioned in the Bible, but it's The heart is talked about more than money. And when reading the word, it doesn't take long to realize that the heart is the central thing. If you want some examples, it's really just where do you start? The word says, love the Lord with your God, with all your heart and all your soul and with all your strength. Jesus called this the great commandment. And notice it said love with all your heart first. The word of God sees the heart as the source of our creativity, our courage and our conviction. It's the source of our faith and our hope. And it's certainly the source of our ability to love. And I know that there's this popular belief that our our mind, our brain is meant for reason and our heart is for emotions. How many of us have always heard that? I mean, we get accused of thinking with our heart instead of our head. Or we get accused of thinking with our head instead of our heart. Isn't that right? 
I believe the word tells us that that's very flawed thinking. You remember that King Solomon was considered the wisest man who ever lived. But when God invited him to ask for anything in the world, Solomon didn't ask for the biggest brain. He didn't ask to be the smartest man. What he asked for was a wise and discerning heart. The word also says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. He's telling us that our ability to trust comes from our heart, not from our mind. And I think the book of Proverbs is way ahead of Dr. Freud on the subject of character development by about 2,000 years. In Proverbs it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, Jesus explained that the Pharisees were great rule keepers of the law. But their motives were wrong. They were model citizens and their actions were great. But their heart was in the wrong place. And Jesus said, we've got to do better than that. I wonder sometimes if we really grasp what a priceless thing it is to have a heart. It's God's gift. It's what makes us different. And it makes us able to do what writer John Eldridge calls become intimate allies with God. And it's the condition of our heart that shapes and defines our lives. So whatever you do this morning, don't lose heart. But it is all about heart. The Lord said, I will give them a heart to know me, that I am their Lord, and they will be my people, and I will be their God. For they will return to me with all of their heart. Did you know that God rewards his children for obedience? Up next, when we serve others, are generous and obedient, blessings will follow. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400-lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to talk about giving from a perspective that's rarely talked about. And that is to ponder this question. What expectations should we have concerning our giving? Well, I tend to believe what Mr. Ruskin says right here. He says, the highest reward for a person's toil is not what they get for it, 
but what they become by it. I think we all believe that's true. Whatever we throw ourselves into, we believe makes us stronger, makes us wiser. But the question still remains, is that still all we are to expect from our giving? Let me share something with you from the Word. In the Gospels, the Lord says this, I tell you the truth. No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age and with them persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Well, it so happens that the Lord said this to his disciples right after his encounter with the rich young ruler, who, if you recall, wanted to join up with Jesus, but when faced with the decision of giving up everything he had, he couldn't do it, and he walked away. But I'm fascinated by this passage because I believe it destroys any notion that people, some people would say or some teachings would have us believe that we are never to serve God with an eye toward reward. That all serving and giving is meant to be without any expectations. Well, let me tell you something. I think God knows us better than that. He knows that we're creatures who desire results from our actions in our life's work. And I believe that He tailor-made our destinies with lots of promises and incentives attached. In this passage of Scripture that I referred to, he tells us that the sacrifice of walking away from family and work to pursue the gospel will result in a hundredfold reward in this present age. He didn't say how it would come and in what area of life it would emerge. But honestly, with a promise like that, did it really make any difference? The point is, the Lord used reward and incentive to motivate his disciples all the time. He talks about it at least nine times in the Sermon on the Mount alone. So as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, it's not a selfish act to have the expectations of his blessings and his rewards. God wants us to. He expects us to live in anticipation of the good things that he has planned for us. The word says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. And we need to be clear that his rewards have nothing to do with God needing to bless us because of anything that we've done. Because listen to me, we can't work our way into position to deserve anything from him. It's very important not to forget this point. God is a debtor to no man. You can go on all the mission trips and teach all the Sunday school classes. You can. And it won't make a difference in the owing department. Because the ledger would always be so lopsided, it wouldn't be any point to it. God is a debtor to no one. But he is extravagant with his promises and his rewards, especially to those who serve him 
and are faithful and those he loves. And the word Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the faith chapter. And the author talks about the great heroes of the faith here, and he mentions many of them by name, Noah, Abraham, Moses. And toward the end of the chapter, he says this, What more can I say? I don't have time to tell you about all the other ones who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength and who became powerful in battle. You see, all those heroes of the faith the ones who were challenged, the ones who were persecuted, the ones who went through so many trials, God prospered them. And he gave them many victories in their life while they lived here on earth. And even doing that, God made it clear to them that they didn't even come close to receiving their ultimate reward while living on earth. You see, when we give of ourselves... When we serve others, when we're obedient and generous with our giving, we have every reason to believe that the blessings of God will follow. We may not know when he's going to do it, where it's going to happen, or what area of our life it will arise. But God is true to his promises, and the blessings will come. The cost of being faithful may be great, but it will never outweigh the benefits of pursuing Christ first in our life. Serving God is an investment with unparalleled returns, and it's our Father's joy for us to humbly accept His extravagant, extravagant rewards in this life and certainly in the one to come. So this morning... I want to encourage you to pursue Christ with all your heart and then live each day expecting something good to happen. Did you know that everything we have is because of the grace of God? Up next, learn four steps to maximize God's blessings on your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, then I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. 
We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I want to share with you a few seconds about the connection between giving and receiving God's blessings. Now, you know, one of the most famous sayings of Jesus is the one that says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. But what most people don't realize is that none of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, ever quoted Jesus as saying that. It was actually the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts who wrote about it and what Paul was doing was saying goodbye to his friends in Ephesus because he knew he would never see them again. And he was encouraging them and giving them the very best wisdom that he could. His last words were this. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of Jesus himself who said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, what I believe most people miss in this scripture is that it's not just encouraging us to give, but it's also a promise to receive an abundance of blessings from the Lord. Now, I want you to say this prayer with me. Lord, I want your blessings on my life. Now, whether we express this prayer verbally or not very often, this is a constant declaration for every Christian, because we love the Lord, and we desire his blessing on our life at all times. And I want to assure you this morning that God intends to and plans on showering you with his blessings. But we have to do a few things first. I want to talk about four things that we have to do to or, in order to maximize his blessings on our life. The first thing to remember is that you have to receive God's blessings through Christ. The greatest blessing you will ever receive is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. When we accept him, we are eternally blessed from then on. You see, God blesses us in many ways, but he starts out our relationship with the greatest blessing of all. He saved us. He gave us life and hope and a future. The word says, what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Of course we want God's blessings on our life. But first we have to stop and acknowledge that when we have accepted Christ, we are blessed now and forever. Amen. You're supposed to say amen when you say now and forever. <laughs> so we acknowledge that we are blessed and we want to... God to keep blessing us. Okay, the next thing we have to remember is to celebrate God's blessings in worship. The word says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You might say, am I supposed to celebrate God's blessings when I don't feel I'm very blessed? Yes. <laughs> yes, you absolutely are. You know why? I just told you. Because of Christ, I live. I'm saved. And when we have this outlook on our life, we develop a different attitude about the trials and hardships in our life. We put them in God's hands where they belong. And we celebrate because through Christ, we're saved. And therefore, we're always blessed. And that brings me to the third thing that we have to remember to be blessed. We have to expect God's blessings by faith. By faith. The word says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards or blesses them, those who earnestly seek him. You see, many times we can't feel or see the blessings that we have or that are coming our way because we don't always know what God is up to. And that's why we have to trust him. If we did know, we wouldn't need faith. So sometimes we can be going through the fire but still know by faith that God has his hand on us. And finally, we have to remember this. We are always blessed when we share God's blessings with others. Now, we could make this part all about money. The Word sure gives us plenty of material on giving to others, but that would be way too limiting on God's purpose in our life. The best thing we can share with others is the best thing that God shared with us, and that is His Son, Jesus Christ. And when we share the blessing that Christ is to us with others, every other blessing that we have should just spill out of us. That's when we want to give of ourselves and to give of our resources. You know something? I've come to a conclusion, and, and, that, and that is that I am blessed. I am blessed. And it took me a really long time to understand that my circumstances don't really have any say about it. And it's only been since I have understood that, that God has begun to bless me in ways I could never believe. You see, everything we have is because of the grace of God. And if you want God's blessings on your life today, just receive his greatest blessing through Jesus Christ. Celebrate God's blessings in your life in worship and start doing that this morning. Expect God's blessings in your life by faith. And then share what God has blessed you with, with everyone you meet. And I promise you that something good will happen in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.